All right, so did anyone else watch the Frozen Unto the Unknown, the making of Frozen thing? Because let me tell you, I just got done with it and I feel all these feelings and my feelings are real. That was cheesy. I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. Well, actually, I can't promise that. But I did watch it in, I don't know, it, it, I always knew that it took, you know, a lot to make animated movies. And I've always been one of those people who really appreciated that that aspect of animation and that how it does take like three years to go from the planning stage to the story stage to the animating stage to the like coloring stage. Like I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't know everything about everything in the slightest, but I knew that it was a much bigger process than a lot of other people assumed. Like I remember I even had my like a conversation with my dad who doesn't really care about um, you know, like movies or animated movies or entertainment. He really likes really old movies and stuff, and that's all good. But I literally had a whole conversation with my dad where I was like, Dad, it it takes three years, up to three years, maybe more depending to make an animated movie and it's like just as complex and difficult as making a traditional movie and blah 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 and I was just going on and on and rambling because I was like I am passionate about this subject because I don't know I don't know about y'all I am a you know 23 year old girl all right and I don't want it to be considered childish I guess to like an animated movie now I totally get that a lot of animated movies, a lot of animated features are targeted towards families and children. But, you know, there are so many movies out there that while they are, you know, made with children's enjoyment and family enjoyment in mind, that doesn't mean that older audiences or adults don't like like that or they can't get involved with that or that if they do like it, they're childish or immature. A great example of something like this is definitely Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a book series that JK wrote for children. It is literally in the children's section of Barnes and Noble. But like, look at the audience for it. Yeah, a lot of us were a bit younger when we got into it, but Harry Potter blew the roof off of like, who could like, who could like a children's story, I guess. I don't know, that's not the best way to say it. But it totally blew the roof off of everything. It became such a huge pop culture thing. So big, in fact, that not only were there the very successful books, but there's a lot of add-on books. There was obviously the huge movies that came out. And even Harry Potter World in California and in Florida. So, like, this thing went from a children's book to this whole franchise that everyone loved and there's conventions and these you know people my age older younger than me that can go and cosplay and enjoy this thing which is why I've always actually thought that books should be rated like movies instead of having book ratings be like children's kids middle grade and all that I always wish that they would almost have some sort of lettering system for book ratings like G PG 13 stuff along that lines so that like it's not you're not called a child when you want to read Harry Potter. There's another book series that I really like that's called Keeper of the Lost City. Yeah, it's it's a bit, you know, childish, but it's technically a middle grade book, but all the books are longer than Harry Potter. So far on the track that the author's going, there's more books in the series than Harry Potter. But I don't know, I as an old, 
older person, I'm not old, I know I'm young, but I as a young adult still do really like certain uh, books that are in the considered children's genre, like Percy Jackson and all that. And we don't need to feel ashamed of it, people. But I really got on a soapbox just now. I really digressed from the whole point of what I was even making this episode about. But yes, it was about Frozen, about animated movies. My original idea for this podcast episode, I was actually going to title it. I might still, I don't know, we'll see when when I actually put this up. But I was going to title it, Animation Isn't Just for Children, Karen. That was going to be my title for uh, this podcast or something along those lines kind of displaying that animation actually is this like complex, just as valuable medium and method of storytelling as traditional filmmaking, which a lot of people focus their energies on traditional filmmaking, which is amazing and cool and complex and difficult. But animation definitely needs to get its like, like people need to like see that it is just as as cool um and i don't know i'm i've never been a fan of per se well that's a lie per se adult animations i grew up watching the simpsons um i grew up watching like family guy uh there's like other ones out there like futurama and american dad and south park and there's a lot of like considered adult animations but those definitely fall into their own category it's more of these kind of like Bob Burger, Bob's Burgers is a popular one right now. Uh, Bojack Horseman on Netflix. A lot of those are like they have their own vibe. It's like these are all adult animated comedies. Whereas you look at a DreamWorks movie, a Pixar movie, or a Disney movie. Um, even Sony at this point is trying to get some animation chops in. Um, these are you know animated movies that are dedicated not just solely to comedy but to storytelling. And we can do that without just resorting to like dirty, crude humor like adult animations are doing. Now, if there is an adult animation that you love out there and it is like great storytelling, great scripted TV, let me know. I am 100% down to watch it. But so far, I really, I don't know of anything like that, which is kind of why I find there to be this disconnect and in, in animation it's like well if you like animation you are either a child or you are one of those adults that likes South Park um, and neither of which I am so I am a you know adult a young adult that loves the movie Tangled and I love the movie Frozen I I'm sorry, I don't like the movie Trolls, but I know a lot of people, (laughs) some friends that really like the movie Trolls. I love the Shrek movies. I love the Toy Stories. And all these things are like, yes, they have comedic aspects, but they are, they're stories. And you look at like a movie like Frozen, where they totally redefined how they display an act of true love. And like Frozen 2, which actually kind of capitalized and became more complex for an animated feature. And after watching the Frozen Into the Unknown, how they made it thing, you actually do kind of get the insight that when they had originally made it and then they did their pre-screening where they kind of tested out with an audience uh, like five or so months before they actually release it so they can make important necessary changes. Uh, They do show it to a test audience, and the test audience basically overwhelmingly determine 
that the movie completely got lost on children. Like they had actually made it too complex. If you actually listen to one of my earlier episodes where I made uh, a whole episode of me fangirling over Frozen 2 and how good of a sequel I thought it was. And I almost like every, every time I think about it, I kind of even want to redo that episode just because I still have like, I don't know, I've had time to collect my thoughts on it. But anyway, I did make an episode on Frozen 2 and I had said in that episode something along the lines of like, oh, I thought this felt like a movie that was almost made for the generation that grew up that watched it before and became adults. So it almost felt more adult. And then they had to like pepper jokes in for kids. And I remember saying that like very recently after watching the movie for the first time. And I was kind of cool watching this, you know, documentary series come out and feeling very affirmed in my, um, my analyzation. Is that a word? And the way that I analyzed the movie, because I do that with everything, um, but the way that I analyzed the movie was actually correct in that way. And I was like, wow, I, I feel good about myself. But regardless, this documentary actually did do much more for me than confirming my suspicions on that front. It actually did such a good job of kind of showing the world that animation is this complex, very big thing and I love that the world is going to have a way that they can see that and I honestly hope that with more movies that come out more animated movies that are made over the course of time that they keep on kind of maybe doing docu-series like this because it's always super cool to see the the way that a movie is made we love behind the scenes I mean I mean I do I love behind the scenes stuff that happened for traditional movies and I equally loved it for this animated movie. I would love to see behind the scenes work on things like Princess and the Frog, which was Disney's throwback to 2D animation. I really hope that Disney goes back to, not fully, but can kind of be more open to doing more throwbacks to 2D animation. I totally miss a good 2D animation. And I'm very, very happy about Princess and the Frog like having that throwback. And also on a side note, I'll probably make an episode about this now that I think about it. But Princess and the Frog is going to be the new retheming for Splash Mountain in Disney World and Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, which is exciting. I will make an episode on that just to discuss my thoughts there because I'll say I'm happy about it. But we're going to miss. I'm nostalgic about Splash, but we are happy about it. But back to the actual point, Frozen 2, having this documentary series be made about it will, will just hopefully be the beginning of showcasing something that I hope people can appreciate more and not like I have been the only person ever in the life to appreciate it but like I want it to be more common for people to understand animation and almost I would love for the label of animation is for children or animation being childless or adults who like Disney are annoying and immature and childless millennials shouldn't go to Disney World, blah, blah, blah. I would love for those kind of stereotypes or labels to kind of go away. I would love to just uh, like the things that I like and like not have to worry about people saying that you shouldn't like that because of your age. And I really love that these kind of documentaries give you a just a taste to see all these like these are madly talented, you know, older people that are that you, when you're working for Disney at this level, you've 
you're an adult and you've had a career for a while. You are good at what you do. And it's just really cool to see these really talented, artistic, dedicated people all make this amazing piece of art that anyone can enjoy. And I really hope that more docuseries like this come out to kind of display uh, animation and all its complexities. But look, here's the main point of this. I can be a functioning, responsible, and successful adult, and also like animated movies. And that's the T. Also, animation is a wonderful, complex, amazing art form that takes a lot of dedication and serious time and work and effort put by, on by so many people, and I hope that it just gets the appreciation it deserves. So don't let the Karens of this world get you down or tell you that you are childish or immature for liking something you like. And that's all I got to say. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Go watch an animated movie. Go watch the Into the Unknown documentary series. It's awesome. And then that'll make you want to watch the Frozen movies. And then that'll make you want to watch Tangled and all the other Disney movies. Go have fun. Enjoy what you enjoy. And yeah, that's it. Bye. Have a wonderful day.